What is going on, everybody? Welcome to season three, episode one of Conversations with Commander Anderson. I have been doing this podcast for a year, and for those who continue to listen, I appreciate it. I know I have a small audience, but uh 100% appreciate the support. So thank you. I'm going to keep it rolling. I'm going to have two episodes tonight. First episode, talking about right now, and in my personal opinion, the top eight co-workers you need to stay clear of. We all want to make money. Even if you work for a company, you work for yourself. If you are around other people that you work with, you may want to stay clear of these type of co-workers or people that are around you daily. So my job here is to give you some information so you can stay employed, stay paid, and for the love of all this goodness, stay out of HR. Sometimes when HR gets involved up a management corporate, it's already too late. Chances are they've made the decision before they've heard your side of the story. <clears throat> Excuse me. They'll listen, then they'll say, okay, well, thank you for your time. Thank you for telling us your side of the story. But unfortunately, we have to let you go because. So before I jump into it, just want to say real quick, right now, there's nothing set in stone about those $1,400 stimulus checks. Don't expect anything to be set in stone for a while, maybe not until April, because they're not really concerned about giving you anything. All this bipartisanship is just a, another fancy way of stalling. But I'm going to talk about that in a future podcast, so let's get it cracking. The top eight co-workers you need to stay clear of, number eight. The angry, quick to anger, and emotional employee for both men and women. It's very important. Explain. What did I talk about before about people who are angry? When people who are angry they start seeing red. And then that seeing red, they start saying and doing things they wouldn't normally do once their emotions have not taken over. They may start cursing. They may start calling you names. They may even go tell on you because in the heat of the moment, they got so upset that it, it clouded their judgment. Let's say it's a real cool person. And once again, real cool. But then that one moment of anger set them off. Now, really quick. About two months ago, there was a guy on my job who was upset with me about something. He was quick to anger. He got emotional. And he was upset because he had to do a task that was assigned to him that's mandatory. But that task prevented him from getting off work. And he had to see his son. He hasn't seen his son in X amount of time. I don't know his personal situation, but he was mad at me 
because he thought I set it up for him to do this task and I did not. He just it just happened to fall upon him because he was the only one available to do it. He was telling me about how he couldn't see his son. Then he got real mad. And I told him, I understand. And I'm sorry you can't see him right now, but you have the rules are the rules. He got really upset. He said, I don't need your apology. Um, you know, this and that. And I said, okay, you don't need my apology. I'm not apologizing. What I'm saying is, you, and I said, you know what? Never mind. I hope your situation gets better. He ended up doing the task at hand. Two hours later, he was done. He was still, he was upset about it. And his, his anger took over in that one moment. And that was on a Friday, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Might have been on a Saturday. I know it had to be about on a weekend because that Monday when I saw him and go, going back to when he was upset, I tried to give him a pound. I thought everything was cool. I said, we good. He was like, yeah, we good. But he wasn't even looking at me in the eye. He was just saying it to get me to get away from him because in that moment he was so upset. But Monday I uh, came around and I saw him and he gave me, you know, stuck his hand for a pound. I gave him a pound. He said, man, my bad. I was tripping. No, he was tripping. He was tweaking on uh, Saturday. Yes, it was a Saturday. He was tweaking. He didn't mean to act like that. He just said he had a lot of things going on. Y'all told him, I said, man, it's all good. I understand. And we left it at that. So he does. He works in a different department now. And um, we, let, we left it on good terms. So I give him respect for finally, you know, coming to his senses. Now, had he still stayed in the same area I was working in, I would watch how I approach him going forward. Now, I wouldn't be 100% cool with him because I know that if there's something going on in his life, that he'd be quick to anger and he'd be quick to do things or say things that he doesn't mean. I'd rather not have it not even get that far. So be kind of, you know, watchful of those types of people on your job. Number seven, the can't take a joke person. Stay away from this type of person. I'll tell you why. Once again, just like the anger person, the person mad they can't take a joke, what are they going to do? Go tell the supervisor. Go tell HR. You could lose your job over a simple joke. And this actually happened before to um, quite a few people. But this quick story, uh, and recently on a job, a boss cracked a joke a boss in the upper management, uh, the fourth of operator sitting down. I don't know what he was doing. It really wasn't my business, but I was happy to be standing there. And one of the major members of upper management walked by, and he, he said something to him, like, hey, what are you doing, daydreaming? And he was just joking. Once again, the manager was just, just you know, joking around. And the guy got upset. He was like, man, I can't uh, just sit here and think for a second. Why y'all always bothering me? You know, he was mad, you know. Once again, angry, mad, quick to get mad, but he couldn't take a joke. So I'm cool with this member of upper management. He go, man, you can't joke with people around here. And I said, yeah, um, you got to understand a lot of these guys, they don't understand sometimes when you're joking. A lot of these guys got a lot of stress, a lot of things going on at home, a lot of family problems. And once again, I'm no mental health professional. But this particular individual is bipolar, and it's not my business to discuss his personal business. But I always have stayed clear of this individual 
a good 99% of the time. Now, he doesn't ask me for anything. He doesn't bother me at work. We had one confrontation, and that was it. The incident that happened was uh, – it had nothing to do with the uh, one another. Really quick, I gave him a ride. It was cold outside. So I gave him a ride to the bus stop. Cool. So the next week, I tried to warn him about somebody was watching him in the, in the aisle he was working in, in the uh, warehouse, and he got mad. He just snapped. What you mean they watching? Who? What you mean? Um, watching who? Specifically who? Huh, man? Tell me what's going on. I'm tired of just, you know, I was just like, whoa, why are you snapping on me? And I was giving you the information. I'm trying to help you out, and you snapped. From that point on, he can walk to the bus stop when we got off at the same time. I couldn't care less how cold it was. He never asked me for another ride because he knew. He thought we walked together, and I said, hey, man, you left? Nope. I'm done with him. And, and like I said, I see him every day. I speak to him. I respect him. And But we rarely encounter each other. And that's simply due to the fact that if you're going to go off like that, I don't need you around me. It could be polar vortex. Tomorrow will be 30 below zero. We don't work Sundays. But if we did, it's 30 below zero. And he walking down the street, I'm going to keep it moving. And this, that's why I'm going to get into that later about uh, giving rides home to coworkers. Number six goes without saying the, uh, excuse me, the snitch. Mr. I got to tell on you, Mr. Let me go tell the manager what you doing. And a lot of these people are lazy people. They'll go tell on you, but they do the exact same thing. The snitch is the person that tells that wants to get you in trouble. They want you to be reprimanded. Hey, he on break longer than 15 minutes. He on lunch longer than 30 minutes. That person needs to go because that person at some point has done the same thing. Trust me. Everybody comes back late from break, late from lunch. And not, not real late, maybe two, three minutes. And nobody's perfect. Let's say a guy dropped a pallet or something out. You don't want the and that guy comes to you. Hey, look what such and such did. Give him a minute to pick it up. Oh, go over there and help him pick it up instead of running to tell him, get him in, trying to get him in trouble. No need for that. You got to watch the snitches that want your position. Uh, you may be like a supervisor. You may be like a manager. You know, have a step above uh, where that person is, and. They may tell on you because they want to move up. And I have seen that happen before. Everybody has a work snitch. But the snitch is good to have around because now you know who to be quiet in front of. Number five, people who are cool with the boss but in a bad way. Now, what I mean by this is their intentions aren't really bad, but they just cool with the boss in a bad way. In the not too distant past, uh, at one point we were able to clock out seven minutes early and still get paid to the hour, and everything was cool with that. Then one guy messed it up for everybody, talking too much. Like I said, he cool with the manager, not buddy buddy cool, but you talking to him, telling him what's going on, 
this guy and this oh what a clown he tells the manager they all standing by the time clock one day it's a saturday it's an easy saturday eight hour day and they standing by the time clock early they think they're gonna get ready to leave uh so they tell the man this manager new at the time the newer management this was the uh senior warehouse operations manager the position they made up and this particular manager worked on a saturday i say this was back over the last summer summer 2020 early summer so the manager asked the people my work was done i, I told him i'm leaving he said all right cool i'll see you, you know monday or tuesday whichever day it was and and this guy other guy who talk a lot he said inadvertently said a lot of things you know that bring management to you 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 management magnet now they keep coming out here because you keep saying stuff so he sees group of people standing by time clock and the man that's what you're doing he said oh we uh we done we get to uh you know we get to get out of here seven minutes early new manager goes seven minutes early he goes yes yeah, it's, it's always been that way he once again they changed it. That Monday they changed it. He ruined it for everybody. This same guy sat there and complained about throwing out stuff in the recycling room. So the manager had to jump in. He was like, I'm not doing anything. I'll help out. The manager helped out, do the work. Now, you know he helped out. Now, you know he thinking in his head, why am I sitting here doing they, their job? So what does he do the next week? Come up with all these new rules for the general labor guys. Certain breaking lunch times. You can't go home if, if this isn't done. You can't go home if that isn't done. All because he had to say something. Now you bringing attention to yourself. Once again, I live by a wise man once said nothing. It is okay to be quiet. He, he told the other people in general labor, they were all giving him the side eye. Hey, I'm just trying to put dude on, on the game. And they were like, no, you don't do that. You don't bring the attention over here. And this manager had his eyes on general labor a lot. Everything they were doing, from the recycling room to the sorting room to the bail room. And those guys were under a microscope for so many months just because of that one incident. So be mindful of what you say around upper management. Number five, oh, excuse me, number four, the borrow money person, need lunch person, or the work moocher. This is similar to the regular moocher, but this person is at work. We all working. No, you can't borrow any money. No, I can't slag you a five till Friday. If you need lunch, that's on you. Bring your lunch to work. You know, uh, sandwich meat doesn't cost that much. Either this cheap bread, get some Miracle Whip, slap some cheese on lettuce. Bring your lunch every day. You don't you don't need to go out for lunch every day, especially if you don't have the money. And people know who they can borrow money from. They know who they can ask because they know the pushovers. And maybe that person has been a pushover so long that they are borrowing the money from you know, that they think they it's expected now. Then when you say no, you you the bad guy. No, me, me, me. Why can't you give me this? So don't ever get into that cycle. 
be upfront with people. No, you can't borrow any money. It's not my fault you don't have your lunch. And stop being a moocher. If you're upfront with people at the beginning, they know they can't get over on you. When you start being nice, they know they can get over on you. I know someone at the job, they uh, used to make an extra sandwich for a person every day. You're not obligated to do that. Then when the benefits stop coming, that person get mad at you. And that's exactly what happened. Now, those two work in separate departments now, but they're not even cool anymore because of that. And I told this person, you shouldn't have been so nice. And they, they agreed with me. And me personally, I'm naturally hostile. And not in a bad way. I'm not yelling, screaming, but I'm hostile to new people or people hanging around. I'm not a big people person. I have a very small circle of people that I hang around with. It's been that way for years. And chances are it's going to stay that way. Number three, big one. People who do not have their own transportation and depend on you to get to and from work. Not my problem. Now, anything can happen, but make sure it doesn't happen. Get your license straight. Get your tickets paid up so you can drive. Don't get a suspended license. Then you got to depend on somebody else. We we have Uber and Lyft for a reason. Me personally, I do not uh, get rides to and from anywhere. Like I explained in... Number seven, just that one time to the bus stop. Other than that, I don't get rides anywhere. No, you can't. No, you can't go home with me because that person going to end up depending on you for that type of transportation. It's not your job to drive them around anywhere. You're not Uber or Lyft. I don't care if you live across the street on the next block. Absolutely not because you are going to be depending on that. Case in point, many years ago, I say about eight years ago, when I was on a night shift, and back then the night shift was brutal. There was a guy who lives very close to me. I want to say on the next block, and he wants a he needed a ride home, and I got to the point where I didn't want him to get comfortable. So, guys that live in the city would get would drop him off. They would drop him off at a, at a specific bridge, and he would walk the rest of the way, like two or three blocks. Well, this person had a DUI. That's why they couldn't drive. Their license was suspended. It's not my problem. And that was my fault for telling them where I live, but I was newer, and I trying to get to know people around there, around the job. And usually I when people say, hey, where you stay? I usually name a different suburb. I don't want people getting too comfortable. Because like I said, they're going to expect it. Now you're going to be the bad guy when you can't do it. Then they're going to expect you to come over and pick them up on the way to, on the way to work. No. Why do I got to leave early or inconvenience myself for your benefit? Because it worked that way. I will not do that. And you shouldn't do it either. Now, if you want to do it, and I'm not telling anybody what to do. If you want to do it, you can. But 
I would suggest to not let people get too comfortable. Number two, loud people. Everybody does not need to hear the conversation. And I don't mean loud as in angry, like I did number eight. I mean loud in general. Everybody doesn't need to hear what you're talking about. Why does the whole room need to hear who doing what, who doing this? And once again, when you were around a loud person, the people listening may interpret it different and run back and tell something. I'll get to that in a minute. And run back and tell something, and they don't even know the uh, complete story. They run on half information. And that has happened before. And I've seen it happen. Now, luckily, it hasn't happened to me, or I don't remember it happening to me, happening to me on any job. I think it's completely unnecessary to be loud and to let all your other co-workers know what is going on. Now, there's a such thing as purposely loud if you want to set somebody up. Back in one of my old jobs, we used to work, old retail jobs, we used to work on Christmas Day. The store was closed, but we used to work. And it was this lady, not minding her own business, and she thought we were stealing something from the bakery over there. But I had a receipt because I bought it the previous day. Now, I set her up by talking loud. I said, yeah, uh, talk to another guy near her. And I said, I'm going to go get a, uh, a thing of pastries from over at the bakery. And she jumped in. They're going to have a lunch tray at lunchtime. We're not talking to you. But I needed her to jump in the conversation. Like clockwork, she ran back and told one of the managers. Uh, the manager, now this particular manager, he was cool. He came over there. He talked. He, he said, hey, guys, you we having a lunch tray. You didn't take that from anything from the bakery. I said, no, I got the receipt. This from yesterday. He looked at the receipt, saw it was uh, December the 24th. He said, okay, cool, no problem. And... I looked, glanced over at that lady and jumped in the conversation, and she was looking so salty. She couldn't say nothing. But I knew it was her that ran back and told. Now, imagine if I said that and didn't have the receipt. Couldn't prove it. I mean, let's say we rewound the cameras, but at that time, I don't know if they could rewind them all entire day. But she was salty. She thought she had a, thought she had something to snitch, thought she had something to go tell the manager. And it turned out to be something completely different. So that's why I don't talk loud. Complete misinterpretation. Wanted to go tell. Ended up looking like a fool. And the manager talked with her about it. And, you know, he told her. He came back and told me he talked with her. He told her, look, she don't really know what's going down. You can't really be accusing people. And like I said, this one particular manager... And retail was a real cool guy. So he came to me and asked me. He didn't come in there going, hey, let me see the receipt for the pastries or whatever. He asked. He was real, real cool about it. So he came cool. I came back cool. And everything was cool. Number one. Wait, before I get to number one, that last story I just told that reminded me of something. Stay away from this per- person. It's a bonus. Stay away from the accuser. Uh, this accuser was HR at the time, back at the same retail job. 
she, and there's a sign that said, don't take magazines from the front and read them in the back. That's considered theft. So I was reading a magazine, an old gaming magazine, a few months old. She comes storming back in there. Let me see the receipt for the magazine. All right, cool. It, the, here's my uh, address on the front of it. This is a, a subscription. This is my magazine. Oh, she said, oh, I'm sorry. I said, yeah, why don't you just ask me? You know, did you take this magazine from the front? Obviously, the sign say doesn't don't take anything, so I didn't take it. I followed the rules. I've been there for a long time. I get it. Here's my address right here. It's a subscription. So be mindful of the, of the accuser because the accuser will say anything or assume anything. Now, number one, the person who talks way too much, especially that person blabs out other people's business to you. You ever had that person at work you think to yourself as they talking to you, whew, I'm glad I don't tell them nothing. It's a guy at my job right now, cool guy, but I'm glad I don't tell him nothing. He come back and tell me everything he knows. Everything. Secrets, what this person knew and that person knew, what that person be on. That's good, good information to know. But it's also good information for me because now I know not to tell you nothing because you will run back and tell it to everybody else. So stay away from the person that talks way too much and tells other people's business to you. Because if they tell other people's business to you, they're going to tell your business to somebody else based on what you tell them. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode. I got a bonus episode coming up. It's going to be a lighter topic talking about PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, and the Google Stadia. Next week, main topic, we'll be talking about widespread government corruption. You guys stay up. Thanks for listening.